0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com.
1: How are you, Maji? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. You, Bro, like, it's a pleasure, Maji. Thank you. How do I say your name? Janaid. Junaid. i surely ever try it Do you know the maddest thing is, yes? <laughs> uh, honorable shout out to Shilla as well who uh, helped put this together, yeah. Absolutely. Enough times she'll say to me, oh yeah, like what time um, sh- does, um, what time are we booking in Junaid or whatever? And I'm thinking who's, because in my mind, I'm, like, I'm thinking it's a girl. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Junaid, I'm like, no, what? Like, <laughs> a what? Some buff thing? Have we booked, bo- like, have we booked it on buff thing? Then <laughs> I realise, oh no, it's a don. Like, okay, well, cool, you like, cool. Sometimes, obviously, you must get that like, mixed up sometimes as well, though, not it? Like but people not No, it's the
0: first time I've what, been Wait, you always a your sure guy, yeah? Yeah, it's my guy, yeah. Has,
1: have you ever said, yeah, I'm going to link Janed, yeah? And then, like, someone's thought, right, like, what? I'll
0: be honest,
1: bro, no. Oh, okay, all right, go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I see, exactly, never. I've had, I've had, I've had, um,
0: Random pronunciations of the name okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, because of the way that it's spelled. Yeah, absolutely And you know especially Spanish I've worked with a few Spanish colleagues and they say it, It's a hunaid right, okay, which I prefer in (laughs) Spanish as well. sounds (laughs) sexy in Spanish, isn't it? I
1: hear that
0: yeah, yeah bro, girl, first time bro. But yeah, it's alright oh, well, man. Oh listen man, is it? So sorry to disappoint you. No <laughs> <laughs> man coming with one leg and one arm.
1: <laughs> no busting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen man. Um look, there's like we're gonna have we're gonna have an interesting conversation. There's so many things that I wanna like I wanna ask you. Yeah, of course. Um and I'm gonna like really get like personal in your life and stuff like that. But there's just a lot of things I just want to just, just on a life one, mm-hmm. talk to you about. But, obviously, the majority of the people that are listening to this or are watching this wouldn't think, like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, w- w- What's going on here? Um, help, let's paint the picture. Before, like, you had the situation with your, with your um, arm and leg, yeah? What was going on in your life? Like who are who are you? What, what, what like
0: what were you doing? Um, yeah, well, I was a normal East London boy, man. So working, uh, married. I have got two kids as well. So yeah, just trying to make ends meet best I can. That's what I was doing. Working. I was in. I've, I've been doing recruitment for the last like thirteen years. So working recruitment, um, being on the agency side as well as the internal side. So that was a big part of obviously just working all the time with time and that. Um, COVID was a blessing so I was working from home at that point right. um, I'd actually taken a jump just to, in terms of what the situation was when everything went bang, I was at a point in my life where I would say I was, I was doing recruitment, uh, work was going well, family, young family two kids um, the wife was happy for once mm-hmm. uh, gym, I loved my gym as well I was big into my gym so going gym like literally sometimes two times a day because um, I mean, I went for a journey of losing weight. The original name I had was Thick to Slick, which some of my boys get right. a piss at me sometimes. So the original Instagram name and YouTube and all that was Thick to Slick because I went from like 16 stones down to like 12 and a half stones over a period of oh, two man. years. Man. Um, so I went through that. now you know, you know yourself going to gym it becomes a big part of your life. So that was a big part of what i do day-to-day. Motorbikes was never thing I was into. Okay. Yeah, so um, bike life, like Superbike with my boys. Um, yeah, literally every weekend in the summer, out on bikes, in the winter, chancing as well sometimes. Uh, yeah, that was me, I was a happy-go-lucky guy, man. There was nothing, I was healthy, there was no, I had no allergies, no, like, doctors often they look at my case and they're like, right, so, what's wrong with you now? Like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I've had what I had. It's caused cool this now. But before this, I had no allergies. Before this, I was on no medications. I'm only on no medications now. Um So, yeah, I, I, was, I was perfectly normal,
1: man. What type of man would you say that you were? Like, were you like, I know you said that obviously family balance, all of that type of stuff, work, gym, whatnot. Like, what, like, what was your temperament like on just a normal one? Like, what, like what type of man would you say you were? Um,
0: an honest one? Be, yeah, think, be yeah, honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, An honest one. I reckon I was just an honest guy, man. Like, I've never been one, I guess, I've never been one to fight. I've never been a fighter. Uh, I'm always more that guy. Hence probably the reason why I'm in recruitment. I always like to negotiate myself out of situations. And I find myself a bit of a talker. Um a family man, <clears throat> A naughty Muslim boy, I would say. Right. Definitely, right? So um, from an Islamic point of view and just a religious point of view, I wasn't religious at all. Um, going out and doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing. Mm. That was a big part of my life. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to say if I was a strong guy mentally mm. because I'd never been put in a situation where my mental strength had been tested. Right. Um, obviously, like not obviously, but people have those close friends and family and loved ones who pass away, and you have that grieving cycle mm-hmm. when those people pass away. But has anything happened to me personally where I can say, "All right, yeah, my mental state was really tested." Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a family man, like because of how my family's been run in terms of my, my mom and dad and my sisters. Mm-hmm. So I'm the eldest of I'm the el- eldest of four siblings. I've got three younger sisters. Right. Yeah. So I've always, I've always been a mummy's boy, I'll say it straight right? I've been, always been a mummy's boy but having those younger sisters and those girls it was, it was a really a female orientated mm-hmm. environment so mm-hmm. I have a, a very soft side to me as well
1: mm. um, I'm a mummy's boy as well man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up, honest big with you I've I, I got a great relationship with my dad still and there's a lot of me in my dad no there's a lot of my dad in me in the way that he like operates and his temperament and whatever else definitely but yeah bro like i'm like i'm a hundred percent of mummy's boy but it's mad. see where i'm honest where i'm
0: opposite to that is i'm not close to my dad oh right yeah like um, uh, if if anything ever happened to me um it's mad like this like, i won't jump too many steps ahead but like even when all this ra happened which we'll get into i'm sure mm-hmm. when i woke up like i wanted mummy. Right. You know I mean? first, like, straight away. Yeah, I wanted mummy, like when mommy, Daddy was there, and dad, dad, obviously, like dad, like, I got upset because I didn't get along with my dad, and I saw how upset my dad was. It hit home like like the way because me and my dad argue a lot, mm-hmm. but seeing him the way he was when all that happened to me, that first few months, yeah, I got a felt like I got a bit closer, but then when that come back round, it was back to yeah, mummy, and like yeah. I don't respect for dad
1: for a number of reasons. I'm going to get I'm going to get into that a little bit more yes. um, also by the way if you see me t- I'm making notes yeah? Cause I don't, I don't want to leave here and think right I didn't ask that or I didn't do you get what I'm saying so okay like now paint this picture where things started to change a bit for you mm. well I say a bit but like like talk me through that first day where something was a little bit wrong
0: mm. okay um so september what date was that newcastle united the game Ronaldo came back i think that was i think that was 20th of september 21 or i don't know some point in september put it on the screen a week it's the
1: screen the screen's not on is it it's alright,
0: it's cool so a week before that i went to a house party right and a couple of weeks before that if i'm going before that there was quite a few birthday parties our boy jamal For my bike group here had his birthday party Um, my cousin had his birthday party so there's a lot going out right and I'll tell you why I said that in a minute so a week before that football game I started getting a twinge in my right knee behind the knee like a muscle twinge and I thought maybe it's just twinging because of the football I'd been playing on the weekend before five aside it's twinging because of that so that twinge started happening but then a week after that went to the United game on that Saturday and Uh, on the way back so I went to that football game my kids first ever United game at at United, Old Trafford um, and on the way back that twinge turned into almost like a burning sensation under the right foot right burning to a point where I couldn't even sleep with a duvet over my foot because it was just it was too sensitive so that pain started it, so I got out of bed and I was like so got back from the football drive back got out of bed and I hit the floor and I'm like right wow, what's going on so first I thought yeah it's just pins and needles it'll go after maybe half an hour or so um no I didn't go then went downstairs and then I could still walk on it a little bit but then the foot started swelling a bit as well so foot started swelling and then I was like right wow, I need to go and get it checked out so I first rang the GP and um GP started, GP basically started in the GP routine that book an appointment, come in, blah, 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 right? So I booked that in with them. That didn't go nowhere. Now tell me, Chucky, you asked me one question, but I might have gone
1: ahead a few steps here. You've gone ahead of you, Sam. yeah. Of the story, just just carry on. No, 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 <laughs> no. Go back if you want. Yeah. Like, go, bro. If you feel feel like you need to go back, go back. Yeah. Go. No, no. I want no, to know everything.
0: Yeah. No. So, yeah. So that's the main thing. that. Was, that was the, the foot pain was the main thing. Right. Kicked it all off. Right. Um. And that foot pain, like, I said, I played five star football. Um, I sprained my ankle a couple of times, but nothing, like severe, had happened the day before or on yeah, that yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. It just came on and it started, like gradually getting worse to the point I went to the GP. To the point I went to the GP and um, they didn't know what was going on, so they referred me to, they told me to go A&E. Mm-hmm. So I went A&E, and A&E again- Could you walk, wait, could you walk though, still? Crutches. Crutches, yeah, okay. Yeah, so at this point, a week, two weeks into the pro, into the pain, I, I was on crutches. Wow. So yeah. that it kind of progressed kind of quick then? Yeah, it did, yeah. So I was on crutches. Within a couple of weeks, I was on crutches. Um, and they couldn't figure out so I went A&E and they thought maybe because it was foot pain and it came from nowhere they thought maybe it's sciatica okay right so at the a and E, I I remember um, they said right Mr. Ahmed it's your sciatica nerve so I'm like well what should I do they said well try this this and this stretches to be honest I wasn't really listening because I knew it wasn't sciatica took some painkillers went home um, tried stretches nothing happened yeah so then I thought right rags so I'm going to go to my booper because I had bupa from my work actually I went through bupa from my wife's work yeah so I went through the bupa and I was like let me go and see a few people privately and see what they say so now we're talking around maybe into January time so January I start seeing a few private people in my local private hospital um, first I see a muscle specialist he doesn't know what's going on, he refers me to a nerve specialist, he doesn't know what's going on he refers me to a back specialist, he doesn't know what's going on they refer me back to another specialist he doesn't know what's going on in that time this is like January, February time this is taking up up into end of February you know what I mean so um, then I'm thinking out of, a lot of uh, avenues so I've tried acupuncture Right. so I thought Rags let me pay for acupuncture privately so I've paid 100 quid a session acupuncture had like maybe 10 sessions Nothing, it hasn't helped because I thought maybe acupuncture will hurt the, help with the nerve pain maybe it's nerve
1: but no, it's not getting any better. The burning sensation is still there. Uh, was it? Was see the burning sensation? Yeah. Was it like? Would it b- become more extreme and then decrease, or was it just sort of like the like sort of a, f- a flat line kind of just the same type of pain throughout? It just didn't f- fluctuate at all. Um, yeah, I'll say it was the
0: same. Okay. So, so most of the time it was the same, right? Like, if the foot was if the foot was ever touching anything, then obviously it felt a bit worse, but I wouldn't let it touch anything for it to feel worse cause I didn't want that pain okay so it,
1: it it was always there I know like in i know obviously it's not even nearly the same, but I guess that feeling of like when you do have pins and needles on your foot and you put your foot on the floor, you can almost feel that that like sensation more in it, so if you've got that continuously which is it's not like a, uh, a pins and needles type thing but that type of pain obviously you're going to want to just keep that foot off the floor yeah. as much as possible right yeah, yeah absolutely and also the other thing was swelling so
0: okay. um, I'd chuck a pair of trainers on and yeah by the end of the day well, the mark b- was balloon yeah to a point right I shouldn't say this but I'm going to say it, I don't care I was left foot braking, and right foot accelerating because the pressure of the accelerator is always softer right so I could press I could press the accelerator because it's soft but I couldn't hit a brake hard if I had to hit it hard right Okay, too much
1: pressure so you would use that so I was left foot braking right right okay,
0: okay. Um so that's why I can left foot brake but anyway so yeah so that was happening and that took me up to maybe very much April April time April May time until I finally April time I finally saw a guy um, who said to me you've got something again in that same hospital he said you've got something with long term pain syndrome is what he called it okay what, what's that? well it's exactly how it sounds in the title it's just where the, and I googled it and I've researched it and all it says is it's where the brain is constantly sending pain signals or you're getting pain signals constantly from an area of your
1: body to your brain and it can't be stopped put it on the screen How do I say that? What's it called? How do I say that?
0: Uh,
1: paly- Pama- I pali- I'll just put it on the screen. People can kind of decipher that for themselves. Um, okay chronic persistent pain that carries on for longer than twelve weeks despite uh, medication or treatment. So it's just the brain is just constantly just, yeah. and you can't. Turn off. How did you feel when they told you that? Did well, you take? Because I know, like before, when he was telling you that, like the other guy was telling you side to car, whatever else, you kind of just flicked off and was like, "I just know it's not that." But if he, when he told you that, did that hit a little bit differently, or not really? Did you still think, "Nah, man." So.
0: Imagine everyone, imagine you searching for an answer for something, right, and no one's giving the answer, and then suddenly someone's got the answer. How would you,
1: like, how would you react to that person? Do you know what? That's an interesting question based upon the answer that has been given. Because I think that there would probably be, you know, like, if you said to me, you know what, you've got a, and then they gave me the mad scientific word, then I think, like, obviously, I'm taking that mad scientific word. But if a a doctor basically said to me, you've basically got long-term pain thing, that would take a long time for me to process because it just sounds too simple. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean the brain is just saying that I'm just in pain? Like, I I feel like I would find that extra difficult to, to accept than maybe the the scientific terminology, do you get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I wish I had the Chucky Brain on when he said it to me, because I was like, right, someone's giving me a solution to a problem. And because this pain was, mate, it was not allowing me to go gym. Like I couldn't go and play football. Mm. I couldn't, but my kid plays football three times a week, and we always used to have a kickabout beforehand. Before he went and done his proper training, couldn't do that because I, I, I couldn't put any weight on it. Couldn't do shopping, couldn't do nothing. So finally, someone's giving me a bit of light that, but well, I don't know exactly what it is. But everyone else so far said, We don't know, we don't know, maybe, maybe, we don't well, know. But you've got maybe. one person that one said it's this. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So he said to me, and I'm thinking, Right, finally, someone's got an inkling. I'll take the inkling. Right, I'll, I hear that. I'll take it. And, um, so his initial, and it was also not just that Chucky, it was also the um, the solutions he came up with. Like The first solution which I went for was uh, an injection, so your spine, it's got two parts of it, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but it's an outer and an inner layer, right? So the first or the second injection, could be vice versa, was on the outer layer, see if that kills the pain if that doesn't work then we'll do the inner layer, layer the injection you're, you're fully awake they they basically inject this with a certain numbing agent which should help the pain right so that was the first two solutions that we're going to try done the first one waited two weeks didn't work uh, the doctor said All right, now that didn't work we'll try the second solution at this point he then started planting the seed there is a third option Right. And that third option was the one which I uh, yeah, so the third option was a device inserted in your back and what this device was, it was a size of a um, pacemaker almost yeah, uh, inserted in your lower back and this device would then have two metal wires that would go inside the spine Right, and those metal wires along with that device would almost act as a uh, diversion for the pain signals, so when that pain signal came from the foot to that device, or to your where your nerves run through your back, that device will pick you up and send the signal as like a buzzing sensation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it'll be like a, you almost get like a a slight buzzing shocking sensation instead of that sharp pin the needle sensation. Um, so I had that second operated that second injection and then they started talking about a third option um, and the second obviously the second solution didn't work so i then went ahead with that device to be inside and what was that process like so what our process was it was a day operation um done the whole pre-covid checks because they were still going on no temperature come in the next day blah blah private hospital so went downstairs um signed all the forms so, you know, you sign your life away, like, this happens, this happens, yeah, that yeah, happens, yeah. yeah. So sign the life away. Um, and they told me beforehand, what we're going to do is they're going to insert the device. Um, no, so the day before that, actually, the lady from the um, company that designs the, devi- the device showed me the device, uh, showed me the little controller it comes with. So the way the device works is the device goes in you, but you charge it from outside. Do you, like right, new, okay. do you like these new iPad uh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you just, yeah, stations yeah? Yeah, yeah like that like a belt you tie it on right. and it charges it plugs in charges it okay. while you sleep at night time and there's a remote with it which can change how strong that buzzing sensation I spoke about it comes back to you how strong the feedback is right so she had a chat with me the day before Boston Medical they're called to talk about that particular device this is what we've done research us gave me a few leaflets to read through which I did everything looked Hunky dory, right? Um, looking back now, it was a, it was a, fuck, it was a sales pitch, basically to make sure I was happy, I was going to go ahead with the device. Um, but I was still in that mindset of shit, that like, this sounds like it might work. My wife in the background was like, "Have you done enough research?" But I kept blanking it out. I was like, "Right, I something. just need something that's going to get rid of the pain, fix this pain." Yeah. And like, in the background now, obviously you're thinking about it now, like you think, oh yeah, shit, she was saying to me. Like, have you done this research, that research? But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it, innit? Being a stubborn man as well, like, I'll go for it. I know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, so waiting for a day procedure. Um, Chucky, they woke me up and th- again, thinking about it now, they woke me up during the procedure to see if the device was working. You are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and now, like now I'm talking to. You, Obviously you'll you know why now. I'm talking to legal people. When they bring these sort of things up like, I'm like, rah, yeah, I was a, they woke me up. Because what they did, they woke me up to make sure the device was working. And she, like, imagine I'm lying down here, like, but I'm flat on my stomach in it. They're behind me, working on my spine. They woke me up and going, like, is the device working? And she's come round like a f- mad scientist with a laptop. And she's doing all this shit, like activating the device. And she's like, is it working? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not going... And I'm like, I'm half out of it, you know, they give you the anaesthetic and stuff, I'm half out of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's working. And then she's like, oh, is it working now? And I'm like, no, no, it's not working now. And I, that I, is and mad. Then, but then I had a doctor, I remember now I'm thinking about, I had a doctor saying, oh, and he pushes it a bit, and he's like, is it working
1: now? He's asking me. <laughs> wait. So wait, are they waiting for you to be in, like, some type of pain or some, like... So they're on the other end, they're pushing
0: the foot. They're pushing the foot to see, right are you getting a buzzing sensation? And is the device working? Bruv, I'm half out of it. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, bruv. You're, you're
1: twisted, bruv. Yeah, You are twisted, I Trust even...
0: me. I'm, I'm like, I'm in damn. Like, I'm out of it. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I'm out of it, bruv, fully. I'm sitting in bulldog, bruv. I'm out of it. Yeah, camp. You hear it? I don't know if you've been damned. Trust me. So, and, what are you uh, telling them at this point, fam? i just. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Back out again. Work up again. And um, they're like, okay, Mr. Ahmed, like, if it's fine, how do you feel? Have a cup of coffee, cup of tea, blah, blah. Um, here's a couple of leaflets. Wait a couple of hours for me to feel a bit better, come back to it. And then, yeah, wife, wife picked me up and I went home the same day. Did it work? No, simple answer. So I waited a couple of days. I thought, like, well, firstly, I was really sore. Because I've got stitches down below there, um, so I was quite sore. Uh, so I was trying to walk on it. I was like, "No, nah, this this hasn't worked." So I called him. I think again, did it? It made no difference at nah, all. No difference at all. Wow. Yeah. So then I was a bit pissed, and I'm thinking, "Like shit, what's going on? Why is it not working?" So then I rang the doctor up and I said, "Like oh, it's not working." They've spoken to, spoken to Boston Medical, the rep, and uh, they've booked an appointment for me um, in two weeks' time
1: for us to review what's going on see why it's not working wow so all the while you're still like so you've got this device in you and you're still going through the pain yeah and so at that point like obviously your life is just completely just changing by the moment right because you I know you mentioned obviously football like all of these different things that you can't do so you're just actually getting used to or trying to just get used to what's happening in that moment right yeah so then what next um so what a week and a half later um
0: my wife is screaming like she's seen the, this morning when i hit my head there was blood on the floor she unfortunately pass out so she was like i'm not cleaning your bandage for you so my dad come and clean my bandage for me the bandage on the back okay so you're clean your bandage clean your bandage uh like after a week at least okay. to make sure everything's like when you have a scar like this is good advice as well like when you get an operation or have any type of scar make sure it's not smelling make sure there's no redness because that's a sign of infection okay so if your scar's ever smelling or like it's going to smell nasty you'll know and it's red or pussing yeah you've got an infection so the reason why I say that is my dad checked it there was no swelling or picture of it as well Um, because I took a picture on purpose Um, no swelling no nothing right so that's like a week and a half after, uh, and then I
1: basically then. By the way, is this it? Is this what's this here you're showing me? Uh,
0: I typed in Spectral Wave Writer, Spinal Cord Stimulus. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. That's the one, yeah. That's the one, yeah. The one, yeah. Okay. Crazy. Is there? Is there, does yeah. um, the, the Boston one come up?
1: I typed in from Boston Scientific. Yeah, that's the one, then, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's the
0: one, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I got a temperature chuck. So sorry, I could chuck. No, it was calm. Sorry. Um, so yeah. So two weeks after that, like I said to you, the bandage was all clean. And everything. The reason why I said that is, but I got a temperature. Right. So I was starting shivers, and I figured, shit sang in. Right. So I'm shivering. Right. I'm like three, four um, duvets, like those typical Asian, like we call them gumbals, yeah, like thick duvet over me. I'm like yeah mum'sy bringing me hot water but I'm shivering and I go to my missus I said this ain't right Like I shouldn't be shivering firstly like I, sh- I can't be moving a lot anyway I was literally in bed only playing COD for two weeks mm-hmm. and um, so I couldn't be moving but I, like, I couldn't st- stay still and um, I rang up the private doctor hospital and I said look this is happening they go you've got, you got to go to your local NHS because we're closed at the time it was happening so I went private to my private um, NHS hospital um temperature yeah high temperature I don't know what high temperature is anymore it's like 40
1: is it 40 degrees I think yeah I think so 38 yeah, yeah. For, like, high temperature what is considered as a like a, a uh, normal body temperature is 37 so you, 37. I would say like 40 something yeah forty. Yeah, yeah 38 yeah.
0: to 40 it? so it was around there went in the hospital um, with the missus obviously that mindset oh shit we're going to be here for ages A&E um, sat down ordered a favourite
1: Chicken and chips, yeah. Munch. Which one? Yeah. Which chicken and chips is necessary. Favourites. Oh favourites? Yeah, I was in
0: Essex, oh, innit? it? I was in I was in, in East. I was in like, Ain't Bonta favourites one of
1: them like kind of dim PF you know like yeah, you I, see the like PFC, <laughs> perfect fried chicken and that, like them kind of dim ones. Ain't it deep. one of them ones? <laughs> favourites. Yeah, uh, PFC's favourites, like, PFC, favourites so, is PFC PFC's is more my lane than bow side, I think. What? Yeah, yeah. but ain't yeah. favourites in that kind of lane I than one of them yeah but favourites is one of them dim ones though isn't it like Tennessee though what, yes like, ten, ten, like Tennessee that's like one of the dim ones is that one of your favourite well, joints how are, are, are you going to call me East and try to call my chicken and chips dim what's your West London chicken and chips bro We. It was you don't have one it was Tennessee exactly you don't have that one was <laughs> it was Tennessee it was Tennessee obviously we've got a young Sams as well you know yeah, what I mean yeah, Sam's, Sams was our thing. Sams was our ting Sams, was our ting, to uh, be Sam's is
0: in East now as well is it yeah
1: Yeah. yeah Sams you could get like Nine pieces of chicken and two chips, bare wings for like three pounds. You old. It's like, yo, <laughs> <You're old. laughs> where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? When you're young, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, I'm more of just a KFC done now. No, actually, Cheat Mills. That's my thing now. Cheat meals is a new thing. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's all right. We, yeah, we, no, our, just to put it straight, our thing is Dixie.
0: Dixie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I south as not innit? That's pigeon, That's, isn't it, though? Yeah. it's not pigeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up, up north is pigeon. But I'm going to going off subject. I remember in uni, yeah, in Birmingham, my boy is taking me to one chicken shop, yeah? The fillet, bro, the fillet was like this thick and this big. I was like, fuck, this is definitely pigeon, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro, I hear that. You I mean, know think, what? You how
1: bite how into it and just bare water comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the fact it's two pounds... For that, Philip, it. no, it's pigeon, anyway, yeah, yeah anyway. So, we had, so
0: we had chicken and chips, wow. and um, that's the last thing I remember, so I got hyped, day. I passed out, and um, yeah, like my wife says, I was in and out conscious, but it all kicked off from there, so up until that point, yeah, that's, that's literally the point where everything just went, basically. So,
1: well, you literally just passed out, yeah, and, passed and that. Out, yeah, everything started from there. So, that must have been, that must have put your wife in a mad predicament, actually. So now, when you've gone to the hospital and that, and they're like doing operations on you or whatever else, she's obviously um almost like she's your what, kind of next to kid in it, so she's going to obviously be the person who's going to be you know saying what they can do, what they can't do, and whatever at what point at what point did you wake up? did you wake up and everything had changed then, or yeah. did they have like did they did you have an opportunity for them to talk to you about? what was happening and what was going to be the solution going forward? Yeah. Um, so I woke up, so I spent uh, six weeks
0: in a induced coma. Wow. Um, and then after that six weeks, I woke up on a shitload of drugs, big up NHS, uh, in <laughs> in UCLH. Um, but, I, but when I mean, when I mean shitload of drugs, I mean like, I was turning around, looking at a clock, and I don't know if you've seen Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Alice in Wonderland, I always say this: in Alice in Wonderland, there's a clock where the twelves up there, the threes like down here, 6 is there, nines that's. But I, I, oh, so you were spazzing. But I, I was, I was, out, I was looking around, and I was like, "Rawr, what is going on?" But so to say, I woke up at that point and knew exactly what was happening is probably a lie. I was awake, but boy, I didn't know what was going on. I think not until I got out of intensive care, which was so induced coma six weeks intensive care probably for another two months and then I went into a normal ward so yeah not until I got to normal ward I knew
1: exactly what was going to be happening to me what was happening for you to pass out now like and for you to be in that coma what did they find out that you had like what, what was actually happening Yeah. so
0: at Queen's what happened is um, at that point I was talking to my wife saying He's got sepsis um, and we're giving everything to him that we would usually do to a sepsis patient, but he's not getting better, like what's going on. So the best way to put it Chucky, is, they they threw the book at me at Queens basically. They were like, so we're giving everything in the book to, um, to cure sepsis, but it's not working. His, his organs are still going into failure. Um, they gave me chemo, they gave me two rounds of like, the strongest chemotherapy they can give. And if you look at my Instagram or my YouTube, there um, you'll see like, I was like, do you know that Russian spy that was a skeleton? I looked like that guy, yeah? So when I woke up, um, so they put me through chemo, but what was happening, and then they took my bone marrow, because they put my bone marrow to a panel of hospitals in London, which included King's, UCLH, and there was like two or three other ones that my wife knows. Um, because they couldn't work out what was going on. My bone marrow went to a panel and then while someone on that panel, um, Jessica Manson over at UCLH, she saw the bone marrow and done her tests and she said, he's got another disease called HLH. Now you'll have to, for the life of me, Google HLH. We did. Do it, pull it up on the screen. Because I can't pronounce it. So HLH is basically where your
1: immune system just shuts down it's called i'm going to i'm going to say it right now yeah you got this i believe i do i sure. don't know you got go go before it, go no before it comes up is it um it is hemo um phagocy- cy- cytic, cytic? cytic. lympho hist the histo histio, histio septis cytosis, cytosis and hence the reason why we call it now. <laughs> I know. What was it? Chucky, try Hemo. Hemo. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hemophagetic. Fabf- <laughs> Hemophagetic. Cytic. Cytic.
0: Yeah.
1: Lymphmo. Histo. Histio. Histio. Cytosis. Oh there, yeah, that's mad. You know what? When I read, like, when I um, saw it in the notes, yeah, yeah, to me, it just looked like a, I, like, it just looked like a jumbled words, yeah. Um, EA, you studied. What did you study? Biomedical science. Biomedical si- science. Yeah. So he was able to say it straight away, and he was breaking down exactly what part of. it In fact, come here quickly, just quickly, and then say it, what each part means because oh, you broke it down that? to me. Where is it? Okay, it primary it, huh? it breaks it down so he- No, but you Okay, you broke it down Differently to me though Yeah,
0: hemo's blood Oh yeah, hemo's blood Phagocytic uh,
1: Phagocytic is the cells that eat So
0: you're basically
1: your white blood cells So it's your, basically Your white blood cells And then um, lymphomo Lymphoma Is really? relating to the Lymph Hepatric. Oh yeah, the, the, your system basically yeah. And, and then, then The histo Histiocytosis Histiocytosis It says excess of macrophages so An excess of micro I don't process. know what it is. Excess access. of microphases. What is that? They're a type of white blood cell. It's a type of white blood cell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Um, Moses, if you don't mind
0: me asking, did you, did you study that as part of it? At any point? Yes, yes you, you did. did. Yeah. yeah, so every so, doctor said to me, they touched on it for like maybe two, two well, assignments. They did. They wrote
1: two lectures, but it never came up in our exams. Yeah. yeah, see it there? So yeah. that's how rare this thing that's is. That's how rare this thing is, yeah. yeah. And please, so some people who please didn't put hear, it in a yeah. he said um, when well you say two lectures but it just never came up in the exam it's mad so, right so yeah so um,
0: so she knew I had HLH
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so she goes that's why then, then that's why they then had to no before that Chucky, sorry so before that they, they needed to take the device out because the device was still in my body of course right so I was getting sepsis not curing it before they started throwing the chemo at me they took the device out because they thought okay that device it must be the cause of the infection that's what they said i'm not saying that they said that and they took it out but the infection was still not going that's when they sent the bone marrow off and they knew it was, then they found out it was HLH so then Jessica Manson was like right we need to treat him here at, at UCLH, who's but, Jessica Manson So she's the she specialises in this disease and research around this, right? And she was only one of a few doctors who had seen it. It's very common in children. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very common. So um, since yeah, big up Jessica Manson Yeah, Jessica Manson. yeah so um, since putting this information out there, and I do, I do TikTok Lives, I've had people say to me, I've had a kid who had H. he was or she was six months old or three years old, like it's, it's common in kids, but I've had no one, no adult come to me and say, oh, yeah, I've heard of, it. or anyone come to me and say they've heard it in an adult, and that's why they gave me 20% chance. At that point, um, they told my wife I had 20% chance of living. So they, they basically said, come say goodbyes. Now like my dad had started ringing up my cousins and saying, like, guys, it's not good. Mm. And they started, like, my family had started coming around, which I now find out from stories. My family had started coming around and saying, now like, my dad was sort of saying things like, um, oh, he had a good life though, innit? Like his kids, he, he seen one of his kids grow up a bit, like that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, so, um, so they had to get me over to UCLH as quick as possible, but I wasn't stable enough to move. Cause i was on a lot of equipment and um i mean my wife was saying today cause because oh because i banged my head this morning guys for you to just to find out how much of a numbness i am i banged my head on the, on the cabinet and so we had to go to the hospital and at the hospital a lady was coming in for a, a ct scan on all the pipes that i was on not all the, the tubes tubes they put into you i was on those same sort of tubes but seeing that my wife broke down and said that's how you were like Okay. Yeah. So, like, one minute you went for an operation to have that device taken out, and next minute you came back out like that. Like, I had all the pipes in me, tubes in me. Like, wires it coming out left, right, and centre? So, for her, just for her, mm. like, she goes to me. Um,
1: yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Like, um, yeah, because they thought I was going in it. They thought. Yeah, there's a massive roller coaster of emotions that they were going through. One minute you obviously you've got a pain in your leg. Your foot. You're going in and out of hospital and that. Then all of a sudden, someone gives you a solution and that doesn't change, and then all of a sudden, like you pass out and that. And then the next minute now, you your missus being told that you know her partner and the father of her kids is about to like die. Like it's I could I could only imagine that's just a lot to process isn't it. And then also on top of that, you're... I think this is where it's different for a a wife as opposed to like just a mother and a father and that because I think your wife lives with you she's with you all of the time you have kids together she's obviously going through her emotions of like losing a partner obviously parents go through the emotions of losing a child and that but then also the wife is taking on the emotions of everyone else and then I can probably imagine that a lot of the time people are asking your wife questions what's happening what's going on with this what's going on with that and it's like you know you want to say you want to you're cool with saying it once or twice but then when you have to say it over and over and over and over again as well as you're like starting the process of grieving it's mental yeah, it's, it's a mental. Um, and it was, it was hard for and um, we
0: have spoken about that part of it as well because I wanted to know like I've just been nosy just sort of who turned up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like when people found out who turned mm-hmm. up. Who turned up? Um, <laughs> um Yeah
1: The
0: family I was expect the family I was expecting to turn up turn up. Uh the friends
1: that I was expecting to turn up, I'd say it was fifty fifty. Was there anyone out of your friendship group that like, in all honesty, you not only expected to turn up but really wanted to be there mm. didn't come yeah there was there was um, I reckon there was
0: there was one cousin especially I would say um, so yeah me and him have been tight for years Like he knows my bike group my bike boys know him so I don't mix my bike boys with my like school boys or my family like, my family's sometimes they mix them. They're coming in and out, but I don't mix all my different groups together. I thought just the way it works out. And um, even my bike boys know one or two of my cousins. And uh, yeah, Faye, you turn up when I came, when I was in that loopy stage, you turn up because I wasn't myself at that point. I was crying and I was like trying to get to the terms of the fact why i was woken up like a vegetable. Hmm. And like the last I remember, I was walking into hospital and now I can't move anything. Hmm. Um, he turned up for the first time, but then after that he didn't turn up at all to come and see me. Whereas other people who, there was also people who I didn't expect to turn up, who came and knocked on my front door, who hadn't spoke for years, because mm. they got it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I'm going to say, you yeah, know, one particular cousin he let me down, man. And I gave him, and you know what is, Chucky, even afterwards, like me and my boy here, we, we spoke about it, that I... I gave him. What'd you call it? I gave him an olive tree. What'd you call it? a branch. branch yeah. Well, I gave him an olive bro- olive tree. You know, I gave, literally. I gave him Ooh. a tree, bro. I said, "Come, come and chat to me." But um, it's not. I don't feel like. And like, I'll say openly here. Like I, I've had counselling for my stuff as well. Yeah, and my counsellor said to gave me one piece of advice, which I'm happy to share. He goes, "Janae, the the where you are now, you can be you can be. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for?" you can be, you can think about, you can put yourself first. You know what I mean? No, you don't need to put other people first. Mm. The shit you've gone through, you don't need to put anyone else first. You put yourself first. But even then, I went out and said, look bro, I miss you it. Come, like, I want to see you. I didn't put in that exact words, but, I gave the hint. Did he come then? No, still hasn't come. Mad. Still hasn't come. So, um, <laughs> so, you know you love your barber in it, but I had to change a My barber's recently, and we have a one barber as a family, so this one barber goes to all of us. So he goes to my cousins, brothers, my cousin of cousins' cousins. Like he goes to everyone. He makes mega pee of us. But now I decided to go him as well, go to him as well. And the mad one is he came through. I think came through on Wednesday, and um, my that cousin had said something to him. As a message to me, but my barber's been like, I ain't telling him, telling him yourself. Because mm. I think it's now got to a stage where it's almost embarrassing to set up. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you get to that point where you're like, Yeah, he's left it so long. That like, if, you leave something too long, you're like, mm. Shit, how do I approach this now? If you have an argument with a boy or rag, you put it to a girl context, like, you don't say something when you're meant to or do something,
1: and it's gone too long. No, I hear that still. I hear that. Like, do you still have a desire to want to speak to that cousin? Very good question. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Because then you start, joint you, know you
0: start? Doing? Then you start thinking about what did that person bring to the table? Do you know what I mean? Now, like when you start thinking, oh, I've, I've done this, I've done that. Oh, he's a bit younger as well, Chucky. Like, I'm thirty six. He's a bit, he's like twenty seven. I think is. 28 now um, so I was already in that you have to, I was in that London life and he was starting to become a city boy right. so I introduced him to the city boy lifestyle and I got out of it he was still in there but I was still in that life because of him mm. and then all the shit's of happened and we're in between because he stepped away from city life as well uh, Like just in, to give you context in terms of how we were we were nights out and mm. we've done stuff together and, um, oh bruv I
1: don't know, man. Yeah, these things... (laughs) These things... um, It changes a lot of different things in your life, man. Like, friends, family. Like, so much different things. I'm going to get into that. I'll get into that in a bit still. But, like... So now see when you was like now conscious of what was going on at this point now you're like they've had to cut your leg off and your arm yeah or did do you have an opportunity to to like to have that conversation on whether they this was something that you wanted yeah yeah um
0: so when i when i woke up everything was still intact so what happened is um because of the blood infection they had to give me blood diffusions but what happens is when they gave me the blood diffusions, um, the blood didn't go back to certain parts of the body, and that caused gangrene. Okay. So the left arm was just where the elbow is. Um, the right leg was below knee, and the left toes had gangrene. So at this point, I was a vegetable. So I had, I was still coming around to things anyway. So I wasn't fully aware of what was going to happen. I mean. My missus had started mentioning the fact that there might be amputations needed because of the state of certain body parts. But at that point, my main concern was I've still got my right hand there and there was like little scars. And I got little scars where the gangrene, gangrene wanted to start, but it didn't go the whole way. Mm-hmm. It just started tinkering, but it, it, left it, it let it be. Um, so at that point, it was just gangrene and I was like a vegetable. So I was starting physio, to get my strength back to just be able to even sit up. Because I couldn't, like literally when I say I was a vegetable, like I couldn't even do that. Like my fingers were just there. Uh, Chuck, I couldn't even do the buzzer, you know? In the hospital you get those buzzers. Mm -hmm -hmm. So uh, when you're in intensive care, your nurse is right next to you, like constantly. Like literally you go nurse and he or she is there all the time. But when you get into, off the intensive care, into a ward, they've got a ward of 20 odd patients With like maybe six or ten nurses. So first come, first serve when you press the buzzer, you know what I mean? Mm. But I couldn't press the buzzer. Oh, mad. So imagine my mindset when I'm there. Because first I was like, when I was in intensive care, to my mates and to my missus and family, I was like, right, if I get out of intensive care and get into a a normal ward, it's going to be sick. In my head I'm thinking, yeah, I'll get out of intensive care. It's the next step to recovery. But then when I got to, when they moved me from um, intensive care to the ward, my wife was with me until late, right? They moved me at like 10, 11 at night time. So they they took me across this long horde. So UCLH, they've got like a main intensive care wards. And then they've got like, on the right of that, there's a tall building with like 21 floors. Each ward, each floor is a different speciality. And the the ward I was on was the infectious unit. Um... So, got in at 11 at night, and they give me a buzzer, and they're like, there's no one, I'm used to a nurse being there on call all the time, and they're like, right, this is it, and my wife sees on my face, I'm upset, because I'm thinking, right, I can't press the buzzer, no one's here all the time to look after me, I'm suddenly coming to that first stage of, like, I'm out of someone's hand, I've got to start doing things. Cause that's the first step of going away from. Now, I'm like, as I'm talking now, I'm realizing actually that that was the first step to my recovery process from them me relying hundred percent on them mm. to them saying to you me, right, Mr. Ahmed, it's time now to start. What where, where is this going to lead to? Mm-hmm. So when I got to that ward, is then when I started realizing right, this isn't working. That isn't working. Why is that totally black? Why do they keep changing my bandages? when they took off the bandages, and that's when mum and dad and the Was the, the arm just, was the arm completely, like, just black, like... Yeah, it was black, yeah, it was cold, do you know? Like, uh, when you touch ice, literal yeah. ice, it was cold. No blood in it, it was black. And the same with your, with your leg as well? Yeah, so my right, my right leg was below ankle, was all black, and my left toes were just black. So the question was, was, the first question was, um, right leg, is it going to be below knee or above knee? because that bend that you have in your elbow and in your knee it makes a huge difference for coming I'll come onto that in a minute Um, so was that going to be below knee or above knee the next question was is the ankle going to stay are the toes going to go is half the foot going to go what's going to go in that one and the next question after that one was the left arm is that left arm going to be below elbow or above elbow and that was a big one and that became the that became more apparent as the conversations mm. went on and on because again hence the reason the reason why I said about that elbow in the elbow bend is you then start thinking right if I lose my elbow what am I going to stop being able to do
1: mm. Well, I, can you even comprehend it because I think you know sometimes yeah when you have like all your faculties I think this is the, the case for most people yeah like we don't realise how much of like this plays a role in our life until we lose something yeah and like you could just lose the ability to just do just one just your thumb you lose your ability to use your thumb yeah you think oh like well I'll be alright without my thumb alright cool you pick up your phone you go send a quick message and you're like oh shit I can't even because you use your thumb to message and that it's like your, your, your big toe for example it's like you lose your big toe and then your balance is way off uh, we you know you like something happens with your leg or whatever let's just say for example you can't like walk And then you start thinking about that. Like, I, I always refer back to having surgery on my knee. I had surgery on my knee I was out of the game for like a month and a half and it's like the That spontaneity is gone. Like I can't even I mean I can still be spontaneous But in a different way, yeah. but it's like the way that I'm used to being spontaneous I can't be spontaneous like that anymore so I think, like for for me, my mind could tell me like some of the things that I would not be able to do without having an arm. But until you don't have one, I think it's it's just a completely different experience, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've always been like you asked me earlier about um, what I'm like a person and a bit about me. And I've always been that person that. I don't take no as an answer, innit? No, I just don't take no as an answer. Like, my brain set doesn't, my, and again, it, it comes back to my work as well. I've always, I've always I must be a son thing, and my dad, I'm just a salesperson. I don't take no for an answer. Like, I will get a yes out of you somehow. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow. And the same for my own situation. I don't want to say, Know that I can't do this, that's why I do stupid things like motorbikes and I'll do stupid things on the, on the
1: what um, now? No, not now, oh, then okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that is techie, <laughs> right? It's gonna happen, yeah, yeah, yeah you can get that, that's gonna happen, yeah, brother. trust me, 100, brother, bro, trust, brother, trust, trust me. me, man's gonna be on the bike, trust one me, day. Man's, man's gonna be back I'm on here. the bike, big ass biker, yeah,
0: I'm back, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get so there. but I was always, I was a, um, I was a person that. Try it first and then we'll see how it happens. Mm. And that brought me good situation and bad situations. Yeah. Right? We won't go into that. Yeah. So but I will always try something. Mm. Um and that's in my nature. So when they start talking about the amputations, I wasn't and like I ain't bigging myself up here, but I was never I was never the first mind. the first thought was a negative one. The negative thought was there, but the first thought was, okay, how do we handle this? Yeah, you get me? Like it wasn't the other way around because I know a lot of a lot of people, like you said, lose a thumb or like I've I've dislocated. I've, I've know that knee pain. That knee pain is horrible. The ligament pain. So, like you feel like the worst first before the best of it. Hundred percent. But I was never like that. I was like, right, uh, this is gonna happen one way or the other. I got left deal with it, but it comes up to that point I was making about I didn't know whether it was going to be above elbow, below elbow, especially with my left arm. And when they said it was going to be below elbow, above elbow, because they can't see the basically gangrene was too high. So basically, the thing with gangrene is they give you two choices. Some people stay with it, like people live with it, but it can spread. And the other thing is, what you going to do with like, like just dead, it's dead muscle, like it's literally just it's there. So there's no point of keeping it anyway. Because i couldn't use it so I, that mm. was the first question they asked is you can keep it but it's gonna be like this mm. so i thought well what's the point um so then they said right it's gonna be above elbow and the reason for, i keep repeating myself the reason why that is is i'm gonna say is for example let's say jim how do you do bicep curls mm. yeah how do you do bench presses yeah how do you uh even like do deadlifts how do you do deadlifts mm. Right? if I had the elbow if you if you got to fall over somewhere like if I lean over I go on my knee if I'm getting off the floor if you get off the floor fine. I've got two hands but it's easier to get off the floor with two elbows than it is to get off the floor with two mm-hmm. arms mm-hmm. two hands so I was always trying to think of the best case scenario rather than, than the worst case scenario for the process how what can I say that I'm going to be able to use so it was a blessing that my below knee was uh, a below knee was saved and it was a blessing that my whole left foot didn't go only my left toes have gone right 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 so these are the only bad boys two fingernails I've yeah. got now basically yeah, so, yeah 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 so um yeah man that, that, that's when I found out I wasn't
1: amputated when I woke up I had to work for it to get, and get amputated okay and then obviously now then that's a whole another transition or period in your life yeah yeah, yeah. and then that's that's when the, the, that's when I was tested the most mentally
0: Cause um, now I try to stay pos- positive for the whole process, but then I would have days where I would be upset in myself in terms of why has Allah brought this on me, right? Like why has Allah chosen to do this to me? Then I have thoughts of um, like I'm Muslim, um, and if you haven't noticed, and um, in Islam it says no tattoos. Yeah, I had a full half sleeve on the left arm, right? and God suddenly decided right brother I'm taking your left arm so then I'm thinking shit man he taught me a lesson taking my left arm off me then I start thinking like that right why have I been so bad like why have I not been a better Muslim then like I spent most of my time in, in intensive care with the Quran on in the background because if I found I found peace in God at that point like I'd never turned to him before and I felt like a lot of people kept saying to me he's testing you like he's tested you for a reason because he loves you and I was like, right, I, I use that to to my advantage. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll use that as much as I can. So that helped a lot. Um, but then I, then I would break down in the form of, well, what, what is this gonna mean for my kids? Like the whole football thing, how am I gonna play football? Um, how am I gonna pick up my most, my littlest one is two, nearly three now. Then it came down to, let's be blood in the wife. How's the wife gonna perceive me? Mm. And where I struggled a lot during rehab, not rehab during. Less now. I said rehab. Lesser rehab while I was in intensive care and in the unit at UCLH. What I struggled a lot with was understanding my wife needs to live a normal life.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So I will struggle with the balance of thinking, right? My wife's out there. Like my wife, I'm punching in it. My wife is fit. Yeah, I'm fully punching. I say my boy. Say I say openly. I'm punching. So. One of a shout out to the misses. Yeah, shout out to the misses, yeah, mm-hmm. man. So, um, yeah, so I'd be like, I'd be getting paralyzed. Like, she's out. She's having a coffee with who? She's having a coffee with. I'm going for dinner. i should going to cinema. i should going for this spa day. If I was out, normal bodied, she does that anyway. I know. I've never stopped her. She does that anyway. So I was going through a phase of thinking, right? I need to, I need to stop being like this because we was getting a lot into a lot of arguments. Then I got into I get into a circle of I'm gonna lose her because she's going to see a weak man as well. Like the man's not going to be able to look after her when I do come out of hospital. So I went through all these emotions while I was, even before I was amputated. But then slowly when the drugs started wearing off, things started coming back round to me.
1: Did you, and like even, you can answer this in two ways yeah so like the the past and also now when did this happen by the way when did all this happen said so, what well, amputations yeah the amputations amputations happened probably around uh, october 7th september october time so not even that, not even long ago at all yeah last year okay i'll just ask you as a solid question like do you feel less masculine yeah
0: i do yeah 100% because oh, fucking hell. so <laughs> Bro, there's certain positions everyone likes it. I would say it bluntly, to feel like I, you feel like you're in control, you know, in that situation, and I can't do everything no more. Mm. I said as blunt, blunt as that, man. And there's certain things you can't do no more. You've got to think, like you got, like I said earlier, everything becomes a process. You lose it. You lose. Um, you lose a thumb. You certainly think You can't use a phone. I lost an arm and a leg. Everything. Nothing is the same no more. So I can't do the things I used to do, I try to do, to do them, and I've got that, again going with that I like to do, a, I like to try things and explore things. I um oh, I forgot what my point was going to be. I. I try to do the best I can mm. in this situation and process it and use things around me as best as I can. But it, it's it's proven, it has proven to be difficult, but I'm coming around to it. Because also the thing, what I was gonna come on to, what I was gonna say is, I wanna do everything now. Do you know, like I said, you said to me there, well, "Bro, bruv, you're riding bikes now, bruv. If I could, I'd be riding bikes now. Bro, could, riding bikes now. Mm. I've already gone for my car assessment. I'm, I'm gonna be driving a car soon. Like, I want everything to be happening now. Mm. I've, booked, I've booked a holiday, I shouldn't be going on holiday yet booked the holiday. You know, I don't. I don't want to wait. I I want to do everything now. But yeah, you want to live your life. You want to
1: live your life, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me and the kids, and my personal trainer. I keep saying to me, bruv, like I go, I go into gym. Yeah, I have my down days in gym, innit? And it's not even a case of oh, I haven't lifted as much as I want to. It's a case of bruv, I haven't been able to walk backwards today. Rather mm. small things. I haven't been able. Bruv, I used to jump 20, 20 inch steps, um boxes, jump boxes, box jumps but I can't step onto that now. Mm. I can just about step onto the
1: eight-inch one. You see, like, with the masculine side of things, it's like, obviously, as men, yeah, you grow up with this, like, mindset of what we have to do as men, innit? Yeah. Like, provide for the home, this, that, carry this, whatever. You know what I mean? We've got to be strong. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff, innit, yeah? But then for people who don't who feel less masculine are maybe the ones who at certain times feel like they can't do that for whatever reason. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And if you have been like quite a masculine person in your household Mm. and you've come out and like your circumstances have changed, I'm just curious to understand like that what that what it looks like in regards to the household after that in your own mind because you can still be you, we all have levels of masculine and feminine energy and all of these type of things but when you go home now you know do you feel like you can't there's certain things because you can't do certain things you can't say or implement certain things anymore you can't really you know like or being scared to say certain things because you're going to lose your misses do you get what I'm saying? it's like you you want to like have this argument or you want to say something you want to just speak your mind but you're thinking right you know what if i'm being this guy i'm not even gonna be able to my business is not even gonna stay yeah um no no rags bro (laughs) i'm even do you know what even even like even from the sexual aspect as well it's like that's another thing at some point you probably would have thought about a little bit in it like that how how differently that looks like yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think, putting,
0: putting it in, in that context, I, I don't think like that. Okay. At all. So, and I, if anything, I'm the opposite of that. Right. Like, I get pissed off with people saying, oh, let me do that for you, or let me do that for you, let me, let me help you with that. Like, yeah, I'm the opposite of that. Um, opposite of that. Like, I, I want to do everything myself. Because, so for example, when I got home, right, um, then we had to think about oh how are we going to go upstairs how am I going to go upstairs how to get through do- basically i redesigned a lot of part of my a lot of things in my house to allow me to not feel like that right do you know what I mean so
1: my bathroom is redesigned to a point where I don't need no one to me that's masculine yeah someone who comes home and says alright bomb, do you know what can't really do this and that anymore so I'm not going ha- to be in this house making everyone do things for me and that. There's just no way. So, obviously you need help though at times and still accepting help is a good thing, in it? But to be able to turn around and say, you know what, yeah, Nams, I'm implementing this and I'm doing that or whatever so I can do my own thing to me is a, mas- as a very masculine trait still. Yeah, and I respect that as well for you saying that because
0: I, I mean, I've never thought of it like that. But it was like, do you know it is as well? It's... Um, it was a case of no one was helping me, Chucky. Like the way this system works. Um, to put it bluntly, if you've got savings, if you've been a good, again, yeah, you know, I've been a good husband, a good adult. I've saved money in the bank. I've put money away.
1: But if you've done that, the government doesn't want to help. The government won't help you because okay. you've got too much money. Yeah, yeah, because you have to start paying for it. Yeah. It's mad, you know, like, sorry to take this away from you a bit, yeah, but is, we had the same thing with, like, my, my um, what what is it, like, my granddad and that. So it's like my granddad was becoming, like, just not able to do certain things or whatnot, yeah. And because he had money in the bank, they was like, firstly, they was like, nah, can't really. <laughs> but then when they were almost forced to do it, the amount of bread they were trying to come for well, after he died, was mental, bro. Like, yo, they wanted a crazy amount of bread from him. It's disgusting.
0: It was, and it, it made me. It just made me. It, it, for a good reason, it got me pissed off, bro. I was like, All right, you ain't gonna pay for it. Rags, I'll, I'll pay for it myself. But I'm not gonna lose that independence. Keyword being independent. Now, like, I didn't want to certainly rely because, especially in rehab, you hear, you get Now, like, like, you get in rehab, you get certain people who are like. Oh, this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to me? Blah, blah. Feeling sorry for himself, But then the opposite end, you get the other people who are like, nah, like we're here. This is life. Adapt to it. Make the best of a bad situation. And I was in that category. And um, so even from rehab, I knew what I'm going to have to do to get home and be myself and not change things. Because again, while I was in a coma, brother, my ins- my car insurance was up for renewal. My House insurance up for renewal, my lease was due to be paid every month, and the lease I was paying was dumb. My wife couldn't afford that, so then it was like she had to she had to take control of doing all that stuff that I was doing at that point. So oh, in my head, I was like, right, I need to get back to getting that back under my control because that's what I do. Like, I take take care of all of that in my house, basically bills and all that. I just I just deal with it. Um. I just find it easier so yeah so come back to the money situation the reason why I say that is I, I had to do everything myself and that helped me incorporate things into the house that made me independent and I guess coming back to what you said I guess made me feel a bit more masculine mm-hmm. and one thing I want to say also while I'm still talking is bruv things that used to be easy I tell you one hard thing to do with one arm great and cheese bruv <laughs> Brav, you don't think about it bruv. I love cheese, great <laughs> cheese, bruv. Bruv, it's mad. Do you know what I've had to buy? You're not <laughs> laughing. Bruv, I've had to buy a zip bags. I've had to buy a zip bags and like sit there. With like the thing in like a vice, almost like a, a vice in my kitchen with a grater thing in it. Because I don't want no one else doing it for me.
1: What? Like, oh, so, uh, what do you, so what? how do you?
0: Like the, so the, the, the grater thing's in the vice, in it? Okay. And it's there with a bag on the side. I don't know, I
1: floor. think you're, oh, cool. <laughs> I think that's cold still, but I think you're missing. Are you trying to do it with you like, hold the, what type of cheese grate have you got? A metal one. Yeah, and it like, it stands up like that and it's what? Got... No, it's a it's flat one. Yeah, so I've got a cheese grater here that's like, because it's got different sides to it? Yeah, yeah. 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 different uh, sides. Oh, I know which one you've got. Bro, you got I'm not going to lie, palm. you got it wrong. You got the palm like, palm. what you've done is cold. Huh? Which one you got? No, this palm. is, hear what I'm saying. No, not the parmesan. Yeah, he's got the palm. just the, the one-sided one. Yeah, one-sided I've one. sided i have got the one. Yeah. One-sided one. I've got the one where there's like, there's like, you can grater it in different ways. So you can get like the long bit or like the super small, defined and then whatever else. What you could have done is got one of them because it stands up and then use the chin like this and they great oh, it, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. light food. I don't know if that slipped, you know your chin is your nose
0: is gone, bro. Look at my nose.
1: Why, nose is gone, that. bro? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you just strengthen the chin
0: in the process, bro. You see what I mean about processes though, because there's actually a, there's a board specifically made for amputees so what this board is right is it sticks to the surface uh, what's that called a marble yeah? yeah The surface top sticks to it and it's got one side has got the grated bit, so you grate into like a box underneath and it slides out right. one side's got four spikes so do you know when you're cutting like tomatoes or mushrooms you stick it on there
1: and you just right okay it, otherwise the thing moves in it Obviously, then obviously, you must come across like quite a few different yeah, gadgets yeah, and that yeah, and stuff, yeah. which is good. That's like those things are good because it's it helps you, it speaks to you being able to just have a bit of independence and do things for yourself, even if you have to find an alternative way to do it. You find a way, like we, yeah. and the thing is, we can't even make too much of a thing about that because. With evolution, we always find different ways to just do things anyway. Do you yeah, get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Once upon a time, people weren't grating cheese with that anyway. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there was grating cheese in different ways. Like, you find different ways to do stuff in um, with the circumstance that you're with the circumstance that you're in. Going back to um, just the family element of it though, so the kids, mm. like, what was like? What was that like, sort of manoeuvring your relationship or, like, adapting your relationship with your kids? Did it change? Were there, like, anything that had changed? Um, yeah, so so
0: my, who, who was eight at that time, turning eight at that time, and um, so he wasn't allowed to come and see me in hospital because my wife took it on herself, which I think was the right decision, to not let him see me at my worst. So he did eventually come and see me in hospital, but once I was able to at least press the buzzer in the hospital, you know what I mean? I wasn't totally just a vegetable. He came and saw me. Uh, but it was hard for him. And he did take it hard because my I'm I'm closer to, with him than my youngest one. I always yeah, okay. say yeah, yeah. I always say my, my youngest one, the devil child is my wife's and the old, old oldest one is my one. The good one's my one, yeah. <laughs> so um but it was a case of just explaining to him that it's not going to be the end. I mean, the key thing for him, as you can imagine, was, Daddy, are you going to be able to kick a ball with me again? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, the key thing for him was football. The other thing was, oh, how are you going to play a PlayStation with me, which I'll come on to in a minute. How are you going to play a PlayStation with me, because I just bought a PS5. Before I got ill, literally two, three weeks before, I bought a PS5, and um, we started playing. He was like, how are you going to play a PS5 with me? But I've made it. I've made it in such a way where I've made it. My little one, I don't think he's not going to know any different. Yeah, because he was so he, young, he, he won't know mm. any different. My older one, I've made a point because I've noticed it in him, he wants to spend as much time as possible with me. Mm. Now, like I've made it a point that everything I do, I try to do with him. So I've created a studio, stroke office in my house. I have got a desk on this side. He's got his desk on that side. He does his homework when I'm doing my work. He does his homework in there. Um, if I'm if he's going to play football, I've tried to go and watch him play football as much as I can. Even though I can't kick ball, I'll try and watch him play. If he wanted to go to cinema, it was gonna be hard for me, but i done it. To watch Mario, yeah? When I watched Mario the other day, that yeah, was great. So I just had to, I've just had to adapt again with everything in my life now, I've had to adapt the way we used to do things and still make them fun for them
1: and incorporate it into them and not make them feel like anything's different have you also you've naturally also had to adapt the way that you see yourself as well right like because the first time the first time looking at yourself in the mirror must have been like a bit of a challenge yeah, I as still well right? st- I still don't look really yeah yeah I don't look in the mirror yeah it makes me upset I don't look in the mirror
0: yeah um yeah I just, yeah I don't, I don't look I, we, we had a big mirror in front of my um, bed when we uh, rearranged my bedroom for me to come home and uh, yeah I got that mirror moved <laughs> yeah I love it um, it's right there man
1: the um, playing with the kids the yeah. COD the um, can you mention COD before I don't know if you play COD with you your, you and that but like how do you play PlayStation with them now then like what do you do you just like yeah so we got a one handed con- my
0: sister got me a, a one handed controller it's not really a controller it attaches to a PS5 if you look at my socials basically it's just it's, it's a rig and it attaches to a PS5 and the left analog stick is um Almost strapped to my leg. so when I move the whole controller, the whole left analog stick moves and on the back, the left L one L two
1: is right here. Okay, we're looking at it right now on the screen. Which it? one is which one is you, it? You
0: won't find it. You won't find it? Trust me, guy. Uh, well how did you get it then? My sister got it from China. A guy, oh, seriously? A, well, a, a guy 3D prints it, but he doesn't sell him. Oh really? Yeah, you type in I don't know, type in maybe PS five three D printed, one hand I don't know one hand. PS five, print. put in
1: PS five three D printed. Yeah, just do that. Go down, go down. Because I think it might be that one. You know, there you go. Which
0: one is? Yeah, it? that one on the left. Which one? Like far left, or the left and the right the same thing? Oh, is it? Yeah, you know, that's all the same thing. Yeah. Oh cold. Oh cold. So yeah. I get it. So that, attaches, so that, t- that left analogue stick attaches to my leg with yeah. a strap underneath, yeah. so it's stuck. And then I'll put elastic bands underneath it to make it tight so it's not loose. Yeah. So when I'm moving around, for example, Cod, i will move around Cod like this. And the right analogue stick's to aim. Oh, that's cool. right, you see, how, you see, how, you see You see those um, blue buttons on there? Yeah. They're pressing the arrow keys on the left-hand side. Oh really? Yeah, so they're pressing the arrow keys and on the back of the back of it, the oh, L the on the back of it, the L one and the L two are right next to the R one and R two. So it's right there. So all on one side. That's dope. That. So my sister got me that. How techy are you
1: with it? Yeah, yeah.
0: how techy are you with it? Uh, no, it's hard man. Yeah. Yeah, have you got you got you've got better with it, uh, though, right? It's muscle memory, is it? Yeah. Even if anything it's muscle memory, so I've, st- I've started to get the hang of it,
1: but Bro, these kids on COD, COD bro. Oh my god. Yeah, they're bruv. crazy. You know they're I'm, crazy I'm, with it, and they're so bro. I can't play it, bro. It's too quick for my eyes anyway. But I it stresses can't. me out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it stresses me. Yeah, it stresses <laughs> me out as well. But I don't really. I'm not a gamer's like that. But when I decided I'm gonna jump in the game thing, and I was just getting smoked left, right, and center, bro. I jumped in COD for the first time, smoked. Then these, lot, these youths these just chatting bare shit on the, the thing, and that that was getting me mad, bro. Like these little kids just chatting shit. And I didn't even have a controller, the thing where I could chat back to them. So they're just chatting shit about man. And I couldn't even give it back. Then I tried the Gears of War thing. That was going 100 miles an hour or whatever. I was getting smoked at that. I said, you know what? Fuck it, bruv. I'm just playing golf. <laughs> I just <laughs> bought golf. I bought golf. And then I stayed with that. Smacked the ball one time. You get what I'm saying? That's me. But. Golf on a PS5 or golf in real life? No, Golf on the PS5. Oh, okay. I just thought, you know what, fuck all of that. Like, these are doing all that. I just went on and just, you know, obviously you just scroll, find games and that. I just bought a Golf thing. <laughs> and then that was me. Funny guy, man. But, um, it's a um, thing with Call of Duty. You're going a bit off topic now, but Call of
0: Duty, you have to turn... What's it called? We have to turn cross play off. Because these yeah. kids don't... Mate, imagine you use a mouse. Yeah. They're using mouses. How quick are you with that mouse on your PC? Yeah, I'm not. yeah, yeah, well... So imagine yeah, I'm, they're, I'm, I'm, they're, I'm, they're literally with their mask. They're there, like with red point like, just shooting you out. Yeah, yeah they're, just, they're,
1: <laughs> they're too they're too they're too techy with it. Well, okay. Anyway, um, like, what do you do to keep your mind balanced? Do you know what I mean by that?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm assuming that like you would go through an, a, a, a like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe even on a on a day where you're not having so much of a good day. Mm. Like, what kind of things do you do to keep your mind back? You, do you go through, like, counselling? Do you have therapy? Do you have, like, is there th- certain things that you do or a place that you go mm. that, like, kind of helps you just balance your emotions? <laughs> um, but I've
0: got into my editing, man. Like, ed- editing like videos and doing the social media stuff—it's a weird thing. So I've set up my office now, like double screens, the Mac, and I've got all my little gadgets and stuff. And once I start editing, I—I I zombie out. It's weird. I find it soothing, editing, but the other things I do—it's just—I'm back in the gym. I go to the gym three times a week with my personal trainer. Like gym will forever be my place to go and just like, get away from things. Um, I'm not driving yet so my PT is sick bro like he's made it so my PT he he was he wasn't my PT when I went on that weight loss journey the first time but he saw me as that guy in it. like do you know when you start going to gym on a regular basis and you just get to know people because they see you more than once or twice they're like yeah this guy's serious he saw me go through the whole process of Mm. losing that weight Mm. and he used to always single me out Mm. Like in the gym, like or what you up to today? What do you need to help me so spot me for free? Like not charge me no money, give me advice about food and all the rest of it. So when I got out of rehab within a while I was in rehab, I started doing physio and the physios weren't doing it for me. So I called on this guy and I was like, Look, you need to get me back in the gym, innit? Bro the guy didn't jump big up Jermaine. He didn't want to take a paycheck, bruv. He's like, I'll do it for free, innit? Like I I pay him obviously, but he said I'll I'll do it for free. Um so me getting away with him three times a week, that's my getaway, man, the gym. Mm. And also it was important for me to find a gym that didn't have riff-raff, I'm sorry, but I couldn't go to a gym where riff-raff was just staring at me mm. because I was, of what I was doing, how I was doing it, what I was doing, because my exercises, again, coming round, back to having to adjust to this way of living now. I can't do the usual exercises. I have to do the basic things yet. So I'm still learning to walk with no toes. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning to squat because I can't bring my leg, my knee all the way over my toes to squat. So I'm still learning to squat. Um, I'm, the, the, the simple thing I'm learning, still learning, so I didn't want to be in a gym like that. So big up also, do a quick plug to PT Studios in Hainault in Essex. So this gym's got a sick setup. So their setup is PT only. So like a barber chair, the PT's pay a rent and the PTs can bring their own clients. Right. So in that gym, everyone is paying for a PT, and PTs are not cheap. If you've had a PT, you'll know PTs are not cheap, so you won't get a in that well, gym.
1: You so. obviously went through a period where you, like, questioned mm. a lot of that. Like, talk on that a bit. Yeah. And can I, cut, I bought, I'll, I'll talk about that also,
0: linking that back to what the point you just made. Religion is also my getaway now, I would right. say. Because... Um, I, I, I find it peaceful. Now, now, if I little things like I go to the cemetery. I, try, I try to go and see people that have passed away. Like um, my grandma had Parkinson's, really bad, and she lived with us, and. Um, but I used to feed her and help her and all the rest of it, and I even, helped bury her, but never went to the graveyard once since burying her. Then I got uncles in there who was really tight. My cousin lost his dad really young. And my cousin's been going every day, every week, so maybe twice a week to go and see his dad. So he said to me, like, bro, I find it peaceful. Come with me. And I went with him once or twice. And, yeah, I find it really peaceful. And even going back to the question you just asked, now doing being closer to God and doing things like Friday prayers in Islam, which I missed. Friday prayers for years, small things, I don't, I don't pray five times a day, but I've stopped doing things like drinking, I've stopped doing things like, yeah I was doing a whole lot not eating halal meat, like, I was doing all the rest of it on nights out as well, so stopping all that and just finding peace in thinking of him, it's just changed me inside, like, I, I don't. Like I say, I don't pray five times a day, but I feel like something inside me has clicked to say, "Be thankful," and I thank him as much as I can, and I also pray to him as him or her as much as I can. Um, no fuck that! I pray to him as much as I can. So yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you rem-
1: do you remember your dreams? Guy, your future question. <laughs> Is that the question? Because I would go into a mad run about my dreams. I was just going to ask you what your dreams look like sometimes. Now? Yeah. Just now. Um, I don't... Do, do I, oh, it's
0: mad. So I've started having dreams recently because there's certain medications my cousin advised me to take to helped me. Um... But my dreams consist of things that have happened before when I was better rather than things that are to happen. Mm. So things that have happened and I'm remembering. And I wake up and I... Good memories and bad memories. And the reason why I asked you to finish your question was the dreams during my um, coma. Bruv. Mad. Elaborate. So, for example... I was, um, I used to have a water bed that wasn't electronic so it used to do like this moving motion all the time, uh, every few seconds move. The reason for that is elderly people, they get back soles when you lie down for too long so they keep the bed moving. I'm bed bound now for quite a few months. So the dreams, well at the beginning I was going to be bed bound so they kept me on it. But the dreams I was having was I would be on a island and I can see myself out of body experience on the island, not an island like jetties. I you like know, the the jetties you walk on on holiday. They're moving in the water, and everyone else is talking to me, but they're on their own islands, and they're talking to me. And then I asked a guy right in rehab, because he asked me a similar question like, bruv, did you have dreams while you was in a coma?" Because he had a, he was in a coma as well, and uh, I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Did you ever have the dreams about being on like an island or on water?" And uh, he goes, he, and he goes, yeah. And the reason why he he done re- research, the reason why we got those dreams is because we were lying on a waterbed. Okay. The waterbed was the reason why we was getting that. And another crazy dream I, was, I would have is I'd be in this laundrette for a weird reason. This laundrette that was near my house that used to pass uh, when I was in school. So when I was in high school, we used to go to my chicken shops. The chicken shop used to be next to the laundrette, so we used to walk to that laundrette past the laundrette to go to the chicken shop but the dream I kept having was I was in this laundrette I was locked in this laundrette people are in this forest opposite this laundrette but I can't get to the forest but people are visiting me in this laundrette upstairs and I can see like the T-junction where this laundrette is the road actually is there in real life but I can't see nothing else but laundrette some people in the forest they sometimes visit me they sometimes go And there's also a fridge with cold strawberry Yazoo in it. (laughs) Yeah? And the madness is, right? But I can't get to this strawberry Yazoo. The reason why I can't get to, I don't know why I can't get to the strawberry Yazoo, but the madness, Chucky, is my wife, I told my wife this story, well, I think she heard it on a podcast I did on my side with my boy. And she said the reason why he was having that dream is because when he was still awake, but on the machines, He kept saying and writing so when i had the tubes in my throat apparently i still could write but i couldn't say because the tubes were in my throat but i kept writing i need a cold i want a cold yazoo okay i kept saying that to them but i don't remember that but i was having those dreams right now did those dreams happen was that happening and it wasn't a dream Mm. or yeah, it's all sort of muddled, bro. Yeah, it's, it's mad. Madness. Yeah, it's madness. That's mad. why I stopped to ask you, well, why are you asking me now? What part of the dreams? Because I thought you were going to ask me about the coma dreams.
1: So. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't even know you had dreams in the coma. Yeah, I, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't even know that was, it was a, a, a madness. thing. Madness. I thought that you, like, I had a, a neuroscientist on the pod a while ago. Yeah. And we was talking about consciousness and that. And, like, like being on, like, euthanasia, for example. It's like, the difference between dreaming... Mm. and then like being on euthanasia yeah. is is interesting because when you go to sleep you have, a, uh, an, you have a concept of time that you've kind of like gone to sleep yeah. but when you have euthanasia you yeah. don't have a concept of that you, go, you just completely knock out and then you, you wake up and you're like rah like you're a bit delirious like wait oh, is that how long it's gone and whatnot? and you don't really it's like almost like probably what it's like to be dead you don't think there's nothing. It's just the yeah, it's black. It's yeah, black. it's black. But then when you're sleeping, you sometimes have. But I have thought that being in the coma was almost like being on euthanasia. Like it's just nothing.
0: I mean, look, I, I, that, that six weeks in this coma plus the three months in intensive care and all the drugs, it's all mixed into one. Yeah, so I hear I, you. I, you know what I mean, so I could no, have, I hear you. I might have even been awake and that was happening and I, I see it as a dream. Mm. But and then I keep thinking back to one dream where there's a doctor. Bro, do you know, like these new Google 360 cameras? Yeah. And they can do that angle where everything's like like a bubble, like a bubble, everything's around you. Like what's that old Dizzy Rascal tune where he's Oh my god, in his video, he's in he's shouting at this bubble, the 360 cameras around him. I forgot what that Dizzy Rascal tune. Well, which one was it? Oh my god, it's gonna bug me. But anyway, it felt like I was in this bubble and there's a doctor, everyone like the doctors are looking at me. And like a little bug in the middle, but all around here, oh, I was fucked up, man. <laughs> I'm tripping out myself now. <laughs> I think I smoked too much pot. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Do you still smoke? Uh, I, I stopped smoking fags, and um, so I, I didn't want to get back into that cycle, so I got a hold of myself with, um, a pen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, a vaping pen. But it's doing me well. Do you know what it helps with? Do you know what it is, um, Chucky? I get a lot of phantom
1: pain. Is that the fa- is that the pain where it's like it's in your arm but it's not in your arm yeah, basically, so yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah so especially at nighttime when the thing is when the
0: brain wants to switch off it starts thinking of other things that it wants to think about and guess what it wants to think about the phantom arm. pain yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah. there's two types of things there's phantom pain and phantom sensation phantom pain I get a lot in my left foot I'm getting it right now as we speak like the toes are hurting okay like really painful my right foot luckily I don't get a lot. But at the beginning, I'd be walking, yeah? And my right foot would just start hurting. The worst one, it would
1: start itching. <laughs> my right foot. Oh, yeah, I was going oh, to I had that in my notes, actually. Yeah, the right Yeah, like, are... how does that, see the itch? Yeah, how does that, what, how does that work? Like, <laughs> how do you get, how do you get rid of that?
0: Literally by looking at it, making the brain realise, you're, you're tripping out your foot's not there yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. what's happened is they describe it in, in rehab the physios they put a model up of a, a face they get taught in physio in hospitals that um the face in your mind now your nose is here your ears are here mm-hmm. your your neck is here they use that in their physiology physiotherapy technical terms They yeah. have terms for it but that's what the brain's happened to the brain now. The brain hasn't realised where your nerve endings finish. Mm, 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 mm. So right now, my arm feels like it's about here. Mm, mm, mm. Like That's called phantom sensation. Um, but what some people, it disappears. What happens is your arm gets shorter and shorter, and then it just disappears or goes. Mm. Some people, it stays for life. Mm. Some people, it takes a year or two. So pray for me, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Trust me.
1: Um, just a couple of more things, yeah. Like what keeps you going? The thought
0: of being normal. Like the thought of knowing that What's normal? Like one day this like do you only know you see these people Like do you know what it is like people text me sometimes saying, Oh Janae, like look at this guy on Instagram, look at that guy on Instagram, boys do it and like no disrespect to them. I know why they're doing it, but these guys and girls have been amputated for years. Like right. two, three years. I've been amputated since October. Like it's a, I've got a long, long road ahead of me, so the what keeps me going is knowing that I'm gonna get there. Like seeing these people, because a lot of these people have got, this is my first leg, Chucky. I'm gonna go through. I spoke to my boy this morning. Um, he was in the car with me. My boy, who was in, I was in rehab with, he's got a wicked story. He's only he's been out of rehab one month, two months b- before me, and he's had three legs so imagine every year how many legs are going to go through because mm-hmm. the stump's going to shrink your your legs gonna shape's going to change you're going to get a better other casting this week for a new leg so what keeps me going is knowing that these things are going to happen i started researching into uh legs in the private sector because i want to get back into the gym properly and start running so i started looking into things like bionic legs legs that got micro processes in them um so knowing that those options are out there and they're going to get better keeps me going Right, my kids keep me going knowing my kids want to see their dad get back to that strength or being able to do those things because there's a lot more that I'm looking forward to being able to do mm-hmm. um, I haven't done half of the things that I was doing before the there's, there's simple things I haven't kicked a ball at my son in goal yet no like. I haven't got the balance to be able to go over, walk up to a board and swing my foot through it because mm. at the moment it feels like my foot's going to go either flying or that way. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? I that. I it's going to come off my leg <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to turn into a meme, bro. Man, man's not ten, trying to turn into a meme. Trust me, you get turned into a meme quick these days. So I'm not trying to turn into a meme. So yeah, but knowing, knowing I'm going to be able to do those
1: small things because... Oh, you got an amazing. Can I just? I'm sorry to stop you, yeah. Your sense of humor is incredible, bro. Thank you, thank you. I promise you, bro. Your sense of humor is incredible because I know, like, and, and, and adding into the context that this did not happen that long ago. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you just mentioned just before that, like, sometimes people will show you people that have, like, been going through this either from birth or that they've just had this for years. So I think for a lot of people to so even even incorporate an element of that sense of humor takes years for them to do that. Like, bro, you're you've got you've got a great sense of humor. You're like you're super engaging in that, and it's you said you said that you're a person that like you talk your way into certain things, and you you can get a yes out of. You ain't lost it, bro. <laughs> trust you me. You ain't lost it. Why do I'm still working? <laughs> huh? yeah, you still working? <laughs> yeah, yeah?
0: Trust me. I got back to work as soon as possible, bro. Do you know how jarring? talking about medical stuff for 9 to 12 months gets yeah, yeah. you just want to get out in life and have normal conversations right. with normal people right. who are living normal lives yeah. you've got four limbs I've got two and a half yes. no matter let's just talk in it right because my rec- recruitment is just talking to people yeah. people like recruiters are probably estate agents are still
1: worse yeah, yeah. sober, yeah. the <laughs> estate agents are still worse but we just talk in it we just talk do you know what as we're doing the sense of humor stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something yeah we really do give thanks because i actually thought i actually thought that you didn't have no limbs at all mm. so when you walked in i hope you take this right mm. but i was like pleasantly surprised mm. and in some way just lightly Happy, not like no disrespect to anyone who don't have no limbs, Mm. but like I just thought, oh, do you know what? Like, yeah, like you're walking, you're doing, like, do you understand what I'm saying? You got, like, yeah, you don't have two legs, but you got one, like, you don't have both um both arms but you got one like when you when you start getting into that process of thinking oh like someone actually doesn't have any when Mm. you see them walking in with something you're like nah you know what like Mm. you got something and you're making the most out of it with that do you know what i mean because at first when i when i thought he didn't have any i was like shilla kept saying to me yeah i just spoke to him on the phone and i'm just and in my head it's baffling my but i didn't want to be in a pro i'm just thinking how is this, and then you're on road and that. Like I'm thinking, how are you on road and doing all of these things on your ones? Mm. But it makes all the sense in the world. You get what I'm saying? Adding to the fact that you're a person who, one, doesn't like say no, yeah. You're obviously very um, like, you're very persistent, which is always, always gonna help with your recovery and doing things and your experience and all of that type of stuff. And then the other thing is like your, your charisma and your personality hasn't gone anywhere. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I think as difficult as it is for you, and I can't even fathom how difficult it is, I think that, like, there's so much positive things to look forward to in the long term because of these attributes that you have. They mean something, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? They mean something. There's so much people that would have... that. And I'll get it if they did. If they was at home and they was just in bed and they just like they felt like the world was against them and they gave they gave up on their religion, they gave up on their god and all these type of things. I could under, I could sympathize with that. But I just think it's such a testament to your character that you have said that you've obviously got closer to your to your god, you your religion. Also, you've like, you've kind of tried to straighten out the situation with your wife in regards to like allowing like living her life without you like constantly arguing with her and like trying to be a father be it still being a a masculine person in the household and not like allowing life to beat you up bro bro you don't even understand how much respect I've Mm -hmm. like here like literally sitting down and having a conversation with you the more that you talked just the more that my respect for you just grew, bro. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you. But, bro, I listen, think, man. I go on, think, sorry. Do you want to? Yeah, I was going to say,
0: I think I should sit my dad in this couch. You know I me. Mean? <laughs> dad, you gotta Dad, you got to be this guy, Chucky, yeah? You know, psychiatrists, counsellors. Bro, they're a waste of time. <laughs> Chucky
1: will see you for free. <laughs> now, nah, listen, thank you for coming, bro, and sharing you, your story and stuff like that, man. Thank and you, bro. And all the best and at some point we'll, we'll, we'll wrap again you get what I'm saying once you've like you know lived a little bit more life you know gone and done some things had some holidays done some things tried some stuff yeah. and whatnot, and moving around smooth then we'll, we'll reason again man but thank yeah you. thank you for coming bro I appreciate thanks. it man yeah, yeah. Um, love for listening everyone yeah thanks